We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. We recognise the ongoing intergenerational trauma caused by colonisation. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome everyone to the first episode of Loud, Angry and Not Sorry, where we look at patriarchal constructs and how they affect our day to day. We examine and challenge daily life and appearingly normal choices through a feminist lens, looking at learnt behaviours, expectations, and potential for unlearning the patriarchy. Ooh, okay, that was good. <laughs> so serious. Why so, so serious? serious. That is my serious newsreader voice. <laughs> Do you like it? It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> One thing that I just want to just chuck in before we get into things is um, how important acknowledgement of country is. Like if you're going to have events and podcasts and all this kind of shit where you do an acknowledgement of country, especially as a white person, don't do it for some sort of like kudos or credit Mm. or because you feel you should. Like if you're going to acknowledge country and acknowledge the effects of colonialisation on the lives of Indigenous people, then fucking show up for these events and do the work mm. in supporting them and making sure that your colonial mindset is not getting in the way of progress. Yeah. Yeah, well said. I think it's not just empty words. There's meaning behind each and every one of these words that you're saying when you're acknowledging it. And I think it's important to know that meaning and step up. Mm. So my name is Adeline. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I'm going to do some little introductions, I guess. And I don't really know what to say about myself. I think standard things people say is age. I'm 24. Where I'm from, I'm from Gippsland. And what I do, well, I'm currently unemployed. So I look pretty crappy on paper. No job, no degree, no husband, no house, no kids. Um... Get in the bin, you worthless piece of shit. <laughs> if you're not providing kids for our country, if you're not putting money back into the economy, you go back to where you fucking came from. Hang on, sorry, wrong, wrong rhetoric. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was the racist, that's, not the sexist. That's racism. I mean, Whoops. I did go back to where I came from and I got deported, well, almost got deported. So I'm part of the incredible team at Slutwalk Melbourne and that's how Leah and I got to know each other. Um, basically, I'm just kind of your average white cis woman trying to do some learning and unlearning and hopefully sharing a little bit of that along the way. Look, aren't we all? Aren't, aren't we, we all? all? I think the most important thing that we can do is reflect on our privilege and try and pinpoint where the misogyny and where the sexism and where the racism and where these this sort of like cultural norms have slipped in that are actually like hideous and horrible things. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head because I don't do that. But I'm pretty sure there's been moments where I've caught myself in something. I remember one time um, (laughs) (laughs) I was um, I was actually in like walking around a van and there was like an Indian guy Mm. and um, I was just and there was a cleaning van and I literally just assumed that um, he was going to get into the cleaning van and he got into a sports car. <laughs> I know, wow. I know, and um, that in that it's so moment, subconscious. We don't even realize we have these thoughts. Often, it's yeah. really deeply rooted into our yeah. upbringing, and yeah. yeah, yeah, like, and we do. We get shown these messages through the media, mm. the culture, and it's and it's kind of. I'm not gonna say celebrated, but it's just accepted. It is like yeah. that's just that's just what happens, yeah. and um, and in that moment, I caught myself and was just like, that was fucking terrible that was really racist that was really bad that was Leah, you're really... a horrible person <laughs> again get in the bin go back get to where you came in from. the bin you <laughs> are garbage i am though <laughs> like i am, I, too. I am unlearning unlearning my racism yeah. um if you're listening to this you are listening to garbage <laughs> <laughs> Um, my name is Leah. I also don't really know what to say about myself other than I'm a racist piece of shit. Um, and You're by not, racist, though. and by well, it's alright. No, I look. I am. I was raised 
um, in a society and culture where it was okay to like use racial slurs against people. Mm. Like that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when you have like sort of 15 years of that, uh, it was around the time Nikki Wimmer did the pointing at his chest and during an AFL match. Right. Yeah. That was when I looked at that and went, no, that's definitely wrong. Mm. Not that he was pointing at his chest and celebrating his Aboriginality, mm. but that people were booing him for that and yeah. like not like yeah. the racial slurs. Yeah. That's when something clicked in my brain and I was like, right, this is bad. I didn't know why it was bad. I, like I had Indigenous friends growing up, but I definitely didn't understand my role in their oppression, mm. which is something that we really, I think, really need to inspect. We don't realise that we're playing a part in it, no. do we? No. Uh, I'll, talk, I'll just talk about myself a bit talk more. Talk about you know, a bit more. Like, I like me. Well, I, am, I am racist. And there's definitely internalised misogyny there, but I'm working on it. Hmm. I'm doing my best. We're all doing our best. We're all trying. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. So, But I think the funniest thing about me is that I think I'm actually a nice person. You're nice. I think I'm nice. nice. I think I'm approachable. I think I'm kind. Mm. I'm very... Mm-hmm. I'm definitely an empath. But um, I'm quite fucking loud. You are a little bit loud. I mean, that's this podcast is basically just named after you. Yeah. And your personality. <laughs> and everyone's first impression of you <laughs> as a person. Wow, that's um, that's a that's a load to bear. <laughs> I don't know if I can um, if I can wear that crown. Mm. I mean, it's true. I am it is all of true. those things. You are all three of them. Yes, both of us are in but our own ways. Yes, yeah, no, very true. But, but like. I also spent a lot of time being very sorry for mm. being loud and angry yes. because of being told my entire life, don't, if you do this, then this won't happen. I won't get a husband. Mm. I mean, like, oh, well. Is that really the worst thing that could happen in my whole it's entire life? It's kind of actually the best thing I that could possibly happen. I think that happen. would be quite nice. I'm okay Maybe with this. Maybe I don't want a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually talking to a woman at work yesterday and um, I thought her and I were like just kismet right from the start. Mm. Is that a word, kismet? I don't know what that means. No, me either. Um, Her and I were, um, I felt like we just had a special friendship right from the start. You weren't just colleagues. You weren't just acquaintances. No. You were friends. Yeah. 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 Like our eyes locked. Yeah. And I felt like she got me. Mm. Turns out that look was actually fear because uh, she was, like, scared of me. Oh, Leah. So I need to actually go and reassess a lot of friendships that I've got because maybe it's just, like, a bunch of people who feel like they have to talk to me because they're terrified. Yeah, that's the whole reason I'm doing this podcast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too scared to say no to this podcast. I'm just going to keep laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, and turns out, like, she was scared of me and I'm like, but again, but why? I'm fucking delightful. I have to say, Leah, she's not wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first met you oh, at our slut walk meetings, um, when I first met you at our slut walk meetings, uh, I, just, I just thought you were kind of just the mum of the group. You seemed really sweet and you just sat there on your computer doing your thing, doing your organising. <laughs> um, but then, oh, the one that comes to mind is the phone call with your ex-husband um, when you were yelling and it was, oh, justified, extremely justified, but I was terrified. And in that moment, I knew I could never get on your bad side. (laughs) That is my biggest fear in life that I will ever end up on your bad side. Um, you might want to pass that around to like some dudes who think it's totally (laughs) fine to fuck with me. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I get put in the nice girl box. Like, oh, she's such a nice girl. She's nice. She's nice. And I just, I don't want that to be my defining quality, Mm. being nice. And I also, I don't, I feel, I feel vulnerable being nice. Mm. I feel like that opens me up to being walked all over. And I feel like that's, that's what happens in my life is that, yeah, people, people see that as a weakness, being nice. Mm. People see that, oh, she's nice. So I'll just walk all over her and I feel like I try to adjust that, that niceness. Um, now that I'm aware of it, now that I'm aware that's how people perceive me, I I try and change that when I'm out in public. Say I'm out for friends with drinks or something like that. 
I'll try and make myself seem unnice. Like, I'll have my resting bitch face on. Mm-hmm. I won't say hi to anyone. I won't say, oh, hi, it's nice to meet you. Because I feel like if I have my guard up, I'm less likely to get walked all over. If I act like a bitch, people people aren't going to see me that way. Our first podcast. Uh, what are we doing? No idea. No fucking clue. Uh, we have hijacked our wonderful friends from OzPol Snack Pod set up. So thank you to those two. Um, and we just plan on speaking shit at you for a little while. Trigger warnings for this entire episode. We will be discussing rape, sexual assault, abuse, systemic abuse, systemic neglect and suicide. We'll be discussing cops failing survivors of rape, assault and abuse. We will be speaking with Angie, the founder of Slut Walk Hong Kong. Uh, we'll be discussing a pivotal question when I ask every day. Why are men? Why are they? Mm. Every month we'll be taking a word commonly used to ridicule and dissect it. This week we will be discussing the word triggered. And get ready to get angry at a repressive system designed to keep us feeling defeated, tired and complacent. First thing, we're going to have a chat about the the report released by the ABC. Um, okay, so first up, we're going to be talking about police failing survivors of sexual assault and basically them failing to do their fucking jobs. <laughs> Don't know if I can say that. I kind of feel like they are doing their jobs. Their jobs are to m- maintain um, capitalist society. They're there to benefit... Mm. The Liberal Party. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. They're doing their jobs. It's just the system. The system isn't set up for us. It's not set up for us, no. Right. um, So, basically, the ABC published a report um, on the 28th of January this year. Um, Basically, it's titled Rough Justice, How Police Are Failing Survivors of Sexual Assault. Um, and it's actually a two-part um, article. They released one the following day, um, Why Survivors Are Falling Through the Cracks. Um, the, I, that, that second article should have, like, three words. It's the cops. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, this isn't new. This isn't new no. news. Um, so basically, I'll just give a quick, quick summary. Uh, they are both quite lengthy articles um i would say for for survivors they're probably quite difficult to read um, i don't think these are really these aren't written for survivors these are for people who are unaware of this mm. i'm not sure that there are many people out there that are still unaware of this i don't know um i would like to hope not i'm so frustrated that we need these kind of this kind of data yeah to prove what we've been saying but at the same time there are so many people who continue to say things like it's made up. It's it's not as big a deal as yeah. what you said it was. This is massive. Like, these are oh, massive yeah. statistics. Yeah. Um, so basically the article, if you haven't seen it, it's a bunch of dots and each dot equals one report. Um, now, there were more than 140,000 sexual assaults reported to police in the last 10 years. This is up until 2017. Nearly 12,000 were rejected because police didn't believe them. More than 34,000 were cleared, which means there was no arrest or legal action taken. 18,000 were withdrawn by the victim. And 50,800, which is 35%, still remain unsolved. So, basically... Less than one in three sexual assaults reported to police result in any legal action. Yeah. Yep. And then you have a think about the the folk who don't even bother reporting. No, there's so many. So like, many. This these dots would go on. Yeah. For so long because this is the thing, survivors are very aware of these statistics. Yeah. A lot of them would probably look this up beforehand before 
making an informed decision of deciding. Yeah. That's that's a decision to make, to report or not to report. Well, we hear it and already in the media. We yeah, already know. We know. That people don't believe us. Yeah. Like, so. Like my, in my personal experience, I didn't even know that I was sexually assaulted mm. until like much later when I was just like, oh, consent. That, wow. That was assault. Yeah. So it's, that's something that's not even discussed. That's something that should be taught in schools, which mm. it's been a while since I was in school. I don't know. It might be now, but actually what is sexual assault? And that's something that even I didn't know until quite recently. Also people still mm. probably aren't even aware of what mm. counts as sexual assault. Well, it's um, even very recent that um, that marital rape has become illegal. That's the biggest thing that I think of when I look at this report is that this doesn't include the mm. probably hundreds of thousands, possibly mm. millions mm. of people who didn't even report. Yeah. Because, because these statistics are out there. We know mm. this. This isn't new news. And this is something that people would consider when they're deciding whether or not to report is – Mm. don't really have much evidence. Mm. What's the likelihood of this actually working yeah. out for me? Uh, and also it's about reliving trauma as yeah, well. Like yeah. you've just been through Something an event. Something so traumatic, so, so traumatic. And you're about to have to go in there and speak about it in detail and then go go up on the stand. And you look at that girl in Ireland yeah. who had her underwear held up in court mm. I don't. I don't know how she did. I don't know how anyone could get through that. Bitches getting shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've got the whole like re- being trauma. re-traumatized. Yeah, essentially, and then the potential of just being ignored. Yeah. And not believed. Not even making it to court. No. 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 And and if you do get to court again, like you said, it's re-traumatizing. Yeah. And going over this horrific violation. And then maybe he gets off anyway. Yeah, for what? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the sad reality. But, but guys, you know that um, you know, making rape allegations against guys like ruins their careers. Hey, mm, ruins their lives. <coughs> Rock turn up. <coughs> uh, Donald Trump, <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> Fuck, there's just there's a lot. There's a lot of them. And Steve oh, Jolly. <coughs> those poor men. Their lives are just ruined, aren't they? Just, just over. Their lives it's, are over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could sit here and talk about this all day. Um, you look at, like, films like The Hunting Ground, that was released in 2015, and Audrey and Daisy, 2016. They're both documentaries. Um, this isn't new. No. This. It's like they need this data to prove what we've been saying mm. because women's experiences are just not believed no we're not trusted we need we need a spreadsheet we need graphs we need dots yeah and then maybe we'll believe that this is yeah. an issue like you know those tweets where a guy's like i dressed up as a woman f- for a day and oh my god it's really horrible being a woman i was it, um like the the double standards and the stereotypes and how they would treat me it was horrific and we're like we know we have yes. been saying this for you years don't, we don't need a man to tell us this no we don't need graphs to tell us this yes oh also this was one i read um only recently um women in the u.s are suing police for not testing their rape kits so fucking yes mm, yeah so there's all these rape kits that have just been basically filed away put in storage that have not even been tested mm. fucking fuckers fuckers um i don't know if i've said this yet but um acab yeah so sexual assault has the lowest rates of reporting investigation prosecution and conviction of any violent crime oh do like, you know why why white men white men yeah and we don't believe women no. No. Women will consistently be second class. As long as we are living within this patriarchal capitalist society, women's voices and our experiences will always come second to a man's career or mm. to a man's reputation. Yeah. Because heaven forbid an arsehole be called an arsehole. Yeah. And a rapist be called a rapist. Well, you can't say that, Liz. Sorry, sorry. That's um, an alleged rapist. Alleged. 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 Leah, he I'll wasn't push convicted. you off a fucking alleged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I can't. Um, I actually can't. Oh stand no, that. my favorite is um Kavanaugh was never convicted. Ooh. Yeah, vomit. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have a lot to say. About Eat a bag of rapists that aren't convicted. Yeah. Well, as we see from the data, it makes no difference. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would say. I don't know if this is a correct statistic. I don't know if I can say this, but I would say a majority of rapists probably aren't convicted. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I just. I wonder how many um, perpetrators of assault and sexual violence actually recognise they are actually perpetrators of sexual assault and violence because of how normalised it is. Mm. Like you see in films, um, the, the that romantic, like inverted commas, you can't see me doing it because, you know, technology's just not there yet. But like in inverted commas, um, the woman says no and the guy's like, I know you want it. And mm. he keeps going for it and eventually they kiss. That's assault. That is assault. That's coercion. Yeah. Like fucking no means no. No means no. no. Just stop. It's mm. not romantic. It's violent. Mm. The Notebook. Oh, fuck. I hate that movie so much. <laughs> you have no idea. And especially the bit at the end where um, I can't even remember the character's name, but like the, she's an old lady with dementia. Yeah, yeah. And she becomes sort of cognizant for a moment and recognises him and they're mm. dancing. And, um, and then she sort of goes back into her um, dementing state. Yeah. And he tries to force himself on her. Mm. And everyone's just like, oh, it's so sad for him. So... She gets tranquilized. 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 She gets, anyway, she gets fucking sedated mm. because that's how agitated she becomes because he's forcing himself on her. And she doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Like, it's not about you, mate. No. Fucking stop it. Mm. And they even say, we've told you about this. And I'm just like, you should fucking bar that dude. Mm. Oh, but he spent all day reading a book to her. Fucking, I don't care. Such a romantic movie. Oh, it's so romantic. So romantic. Yeah, let's let's watch it at our next date. Well, not our next date, but our like, next date. Although, mm. no, um, I think what I want from men to to think about when we talk about this is not so much to shut off and push away because you think that we're calling you a rapist or we're calling your mate a rapist. Not all whatever. men. No tall men. <laughs> um. But to actually, like, really sit with that discomfort and critically analyse yourself. Mm. Because if you're uncomfortable about something, there's probably a reason why you feel that guilt. Yeah. And if that's because you have engaged in these behaviours in the past, it doesn't mean you need to still engage in those behaviours and it doesn't mean that you have to defend them. Mm. Like... I don't know, we talk about good and bad in such a concrete way sometimes. Like you've Mm. done this so you're automatically bad. You've done this so you're automatically good. If you have assaulted someone, you have have violated someone's body. Mm. You've done that. So you need to own that. And it's not about you feeling better about the fact that you've done that. It's about making sure that, first of all, you don't do that to anyone else. Mm. But that person that you have violated is safe. And that you don't contribute to them feeling unsafe in the future. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense, yeah. Yeah. Also, just fucking get over yourselves. Yeah. Like, stop making this about you. It's not about you. Women experience trauma, loss. Oh, I should say people, not just women. Yeah, true. Yeah. But people who have been assaulted um, experience higher levels of depression, suicidality, Mm. um, you know difficult to concentrate can't go to work this kind of stuff like snowballs into really big systemic and psychosocial events Mm. not just because they were assaulted but the way the culture responds to their trauma and the blaming and the slut shaming and the victimization of them that what they should have been doing or what they shouldn't have been doing instead of just focusing their attention on men or whoever has perpetrated the abuse because women do actually perpetrate abuse mm, yeah. just not at the significant rate of men like um leah yes yes Adeline. i have a question for you yes why are men fuck mm, i know it's a tough one look if you can answer it i will give you a jar filled with male tears. 
I have so many of those. So many in your kitchen. I'll give you another one. Um, look, I've been thinking about this for quite a while. Like, actually, like, last night I was at my computer, mm. had the Word document open, just staring at a blank screen. Nothing came to mind. Mm. I really don't know. I can't answer that either. Mm. Let's try again next month. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'll do some more research and I'll try and figure it out. Mm, yeah. All right, leave research. it with me. Leave research. it with me. It's okay. We don't have to have all the answers. No, in the we're here learning. Now. That's what we said at the start yeah, of this. We are yeah. all learning. Yeah, absolutely. The reason for men. We've also got Angie from Slutwalk Hong Kong joining us. Um, Angie, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what what drew you towards Slutwalk? Yes, uh, certainly. First of all, thank you for having me here. I'm very, very glad to be speaking with you ladies here in Melbourne. Uh, what I would like to say about myself is that the reason I started. Uh, walk Hong Kong or, or getting involved in general I mean um, much earlier I had experienced sexual assault in Hong Kong I got in uh, uh, blamed so I was uh, I experienced victim blaming slut shaming I had very much internalized uh, all these things and I didn't know where to get help so for years I just uh, suffered by myself I had no idea what r- really happened and then Slut Walk Toronto happened and all of a sudden there was this huge framework of vocabulary mm-hmm. that I could use to understand my situation. I was like, wow, this is something that has to be out there. Mm-hmm. And so I actually didn't look to start any Slut Walks, even though I did end up starting them. I actually looked to join them to show support. Mm-hmm. But when I couldn't find any in certain areas, then I just started them because this, th- these messages are so important mm-hmm. for young women, uh, older women, all, all women to hear. I mean, yeah to understand their experiences, experiences of people around them, and also for men to hear, because mm-hmm. who, who's doing the raping and the sexual assaulting most of the time? Yeah. It's them, and this message has to go out. And I myself have a son, and I really, really do not want to see him turning into a perpetrator someday. Yeah. I would like to him to grow up to be someone who respects women, their boundaries, their mm-hmm. voices. And consent. Yes, consent. Yes. yes. So um, important. So... Should we talk a little bit about that first one, the first slut walk that you did? In Germany? Do you want to talk about that? Is it going to take you away? Was it Germany? Was the first one that you Was that the first one you attended? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, Angie, Germany was the first slut walk that you attended. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Uh, Yes. I started um, my first slut walk in in Passau, Passau, Germany. It's in Bavaria. It's not a very big town. Uh, But we we had a, a lot of support from students but at the same time there were a lot of people telling me things like whoa angie you know maybe victim blaming happens in hong kong (laughs) not here come on come on we respect women in germany what bad thing has ever happened in germany yeah or or anywhere it's never my own backyard it's always your problem in your backyard right (laughs) yeah yeah I I just I just adore that sentiment so much. Like totally. just like that might happen where you come from, but not here. Not yeah, here, no. Like, but that's so with any sort of like circumstance like that, like there's a massive murder or something mm. like that. I can't believe it happened here. Just because we have all white supremacists, right? White mm. supremacist politicians. How could this happen? Like, yeah, what? It's very much linked to uh, the way people feel secure about themselves, the delusions mm. uh, about safety. And uh, linked to slut walk is rape myths. I mean, there's a rape myth. It's not going to happen to me. It's not going to ha- yeah. happen to my friends or women yeah. like me. It's only going to happen to those quote-unquote skanks over there, yep. quote-unquote people who go drinking or whatever. Not me. And I think this is something that the... Uh, other movements such as Me Too have, have brought into the yeah. limelight. I mean, and how much of us have really suffered? Mm. And like I, from my own experience, there were so many instances in adolescence where I wouldn't have actually seen that as sexual assault. I didn't know it was sexual assault. Oh yeah. Until yes. much later. Yeah. Yes. And then recognizing that, and then, <laughs> but those small <laughs> assaults are almost like the grooming. Yeah. For mm. like us to be in a situation where like you do end up getting raped yeah. and assaulted and for and that's why i get so mad i think at rape jokes 
Mm. And those kind of, that kind of talk. Yes. Where people think it's totally okay to say this because it's just a joke. Yeah, but it's totally part of the culture. It just lays the groundwork for all of these other things to happen to us. One thing, actually, one thing we did talk about over lunch is um, uh, other people's perceptions of Mm. Slut Walk and seeing it as a pride event and seeing it as slut pride um, and rather than seeing what what the actual issue is Mm -hmm. okay so i think uh, part of the problem is the way media the media represents the movement uh, in order to generate interest you know um it's a bit tabloidy even yeah yeah the way they show uh, certain outfits and not others or interview certain people and not others to give that impression that slut walk is is something like quote-unquote slut pride yeah. Or, or a movement that encourages all young women, all women to wear, wear high heels and bras and have a certain lifestyle. I mean, this is not what it's about. It's about mm. sexual assault, victim ba- blaming. It's about slut shaming. It, it's about questioning this whole culture, this rape culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more than just dressing sexy, but somehow uh, some media outlets just don't get it, you know? And so I have heard not only media outlets uh, mention this, but uh, maybe other activists who are not so involved in the movement because they get their information from the media. I mean, that's where the public gets their information from, unless they Mm. go directly to our Facebook pages or our blogs or whatever, they hear interviews. They get um, information from from the media, from the people who who write the news, right? Mm. Do you think that's another way of the media to sort of other the survivors and oh, for like sure. yeah for sure. yeah i mean the, the media has been minimizing women's issues for a long 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 yeah. time it's nothing new yeah. I mean, now we have uh, some coverage about me too because celebrities are involved yeah but i mean before that uh, who really cared about sexual assault cases uh, yeah I, I feel like the cases that were covered perhaps uh, were covered because of their extreme um levels of violence for example and were used in a way to scare women into staying mm. home yeah. Into not going to bars. Yeah. I mean, one year we we had the security chief of, in Hong Kong say, "Don't go drinking if you don't want to get raped." I'm, that's not an exact quote. It, it's on our our page somewhere. Uh, but he he said that. Yeah. He, and when you hear it from someone with such authority, you know, in, in a in a country or a place, a uh, territory, which um, is so much about obeying people mm. above you. That a lot of young women really get that message, you know. Yeah. yeah that yeah. if I go drinking and I get assaulted, it's my fault, or I should just not go drinking. And and uh, yeah, yeah, it's very much about controlling women's bodies. Yeah, and behavior. absolutely. Yeah. I I have seen a lot of male supporters. Mm. Yeah. So especially uh, students uh, come out. So I I think there is a shift. Mm. It's I do see it getting better and better, and, and that's the important thing as activists uh, that we have hope. And we see a better future, or else what's the point? I mean, yeah, yeah. And I think it's like Melbourne is such a diverse and active activist scene. Yeah, active activist. Active scene. activist scene. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Let's not say, say that again. Star. <laughs> <laughs> active activist scene. Active activist scene. Active I think there's a reason why that doesn't that sound agrees. right. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's busy. A busy activist scene. Um, strong. A strong. It is strong. It is. Is it strong though? Yeah, I think that's what we mean. That's what we yeah. mean. Like, active activists. Yeah, um, but like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people who attend marches in yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, which is wonderful. Yeah, but what does that mean? What is it? What is it? What how do do, how it? does that actually shift and create systemic change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're literally just walking on the street and then going home and doing everything exactly the same, yeah. mm. we have like amazing. Cis men perform um, performers, cis men <laughs> supporters mm-hmm. who are incredible and like speak out on feminist issues, like Zach from from Snackbod, amazing supporter and an ally. Like, and I don't use that word lightly. No, I genuinely think mm. he is an ally. Um, and this young dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we <laughs> should <laughs> just um, paint a picture. We've got to breed them right. <laughs> yeah, start from the beginning. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but then there's these other cis men that show up at rallies and are actual abusers. Mm. Like, and they come up to like, oh, I'm here to scope for Nazis. And we're like, you're literally not welcome here. No. Yeah. 
Like, you're literally not welcome yeah. here, and yet you show up. Yeah. But, I mean, their presence and the presence of trolls online, to me, really says we need to keep going as, as people who organize slut wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, if there weren't people like that. Yeah. Uh, I also see it as a sign that we're going somewhere. Yeah. Because we're getting pushed back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if nobody paid attention to us, we weren't making any change, and they would just ignore us as they usually yeah. did, you know? Yeah, yeah. Stayed home with their beers and laughed at us while they saw us on TV or mm. whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm personally quite perplexed with the level of misogyny in the Melbourne left scene. Mm. Like, um, you see it in political parties and, again, rape culture and apologism and that kind of, mm. apologism is a new word. Is it? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> 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 nice word, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I um, made it myself. Um, maybe. Not sure. Not sure. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of apologists like, oh, you know, like, oh, he didn't mean it. It wasn't that way. Oh, you're looking at the camera angle wrong. Oh, this mm. kind of bullshit. And I'm just like, I know. Yeah. And there's never a genuine sorry either. Mm. No. Yeah. It's always the way we interpret it as women, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. The way we perceive things. That's what's wrong. Not what the men are doing. No. Never. No. Never. It's how upset we are. Exactly. And calling it out is a big problem. It is. We it need is. to get rid of that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Should we put a plug in for our 2000? Yes. Do that. 20 and 2021. 21. Oh my god! <laughs> do you want to do it though? And I'll just kind of say, say well, like, we could probably yeah, ask yeah. and just say, um, what's so are you having one this year? Is that what's happening? It depends on the coronavirus. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, if there's so much going on, it's, mm. yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know, but I really do hope to have uh, a march with you all. Is it yeah. November? November 2000. Yeah. 20. Yeah. Oh my god, 2020! 2020. Oh. Perfect vision. Yeah, <laughs> and I think you mentioned in 2021 that we're having a coordinated uh, worldwide 10th anniversary celebration mm. for Slut Walk. I, I do hope that in Hong Kong we can also have an action to yeah. um, match up with the international scene. Yeah. I mean, even like, because marches are so hard to coordinate, especially like an international march on the same day is going to be. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be <laughs> fucking amazing. Totally, yeah. It doesn't always have to be a march as well. Mm, like, totally. I don't think that protesting yeah, I mean, is in the street is the only form of activism yeah, for that sure. we need to engage in. I mean, like, we can. I really want to do. I want to get involved with a women's strike, like a mm-hmm. worldwide women's strike. That would be amazing. That's what I want to do. We had yeah. one in Switzerland this year. I don't know if you heard. Where it. have you yeah. been? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, or, or Extinction Rebellion. I really like some of their style, yeah. like the lions. Yeah. I, I, see, this is and this is another problem that like with the Melbourne activist mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Yeah. There. Um. There's been a bit of controversy around Extinction Rebellion and thanking cops oh. and just some quite problematic mm. rhetoric that's very. Yeah. Um white-centred and doesn't mm. actually pay attention to how that behaviour will impact First Nations people oh, and people okay. of colour yeah. and, like, poor people mm. and, you know, people who can't afford to be arrested mm. to, like, clog up a system. Mm. But at the same time, I don't think that criticisms of a movement should stop a movement. Stop a movement. I think no, that's... No, sure as long as they're taking... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, take that information on board and then grow and yeah. get better. Extinction Rebellion is so huge. I mean, uh, we were at the ones in London. Uh, uh, they're everywhere now. Mm. And I think, like, Slut Walk, they're, they're bringing issues that should be discussed yeah. to the surface. I mean, same yeah. with the climate strikes. Um, yep. Yeah, we, we need all these different actions in order to raise awareness because people are just comfortable. Yeah. Mm. I think... I, and this is like me with my big brain, like how, like all of these, like patriarchal capitalism, all this kind of stuff, um, climate change activists, they all link into the same system. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. And if we could find a way for communities to come together and work together and just shut this shit down, because mm-hmm. like how many people are in government? Like there's like 20 in cabinet. Mm. It's like twenty people on the slut walk committee. Like we can, <laughs> we can take these bitches down. Yeah, like totally, come on. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, and if we start thinking like that, 
for sure. That's a dream, right? This is our country. Yeah. This is our world. Exactly, our world. And there's one dickhead up the front with a piece of coal kissing it that is, for <laughs> some reason, in, in control of that. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, no, there's no planet B. Nah. Um, thank you so much, Angie, for coming all the way from Hong Kong just to see us. <laughs> Thank you, Adeline and Leah, for having me here. It's been super fun talking with you ladies about all these very, very important issues. We'll see you at the International Slut Walk. <laughs> yes, for sure. April 2021. If you're a woman on the internet, you might have been accused of being triggered if you ever had an opinion. How dare you have an opinion, Leah? If you were anything other than just delightful, pleasant, and sucking a guy's cock, <laughs> you might have been accused of being triggered. If you showed any kind of emotion, if you were in any shape or form, expressed any kind of anger, they might have referred to you as triggered. triggered. So, um, what does this actually mean? And... Why is it shitty to use it if it's not genuine? So I've got a couple definitions for you today. Bring on the Oxford um, Dictionary. Triggers are anything that reminds someone of previous trauma. To be triggered is to have an intense emotional or physical reaction, such as a panic attack after encountering a trigger. Here's another one for you from Urban Dictionary. <laughs> a reliable source. Very reliable. Triggered is when someone gets offended or gets their feelings hurt. Often used in memes to describe feminist or people with strong victimization. <laughs> oh, to describe feminist. <laughs> that is actually a direct quote. <laughs> Look, it's obviously accurate if it's, it's on like it's, it's urban. On urban dictionary. It's yeah. completely they know accurate. What they about. know what they're talking about. That's literally what, um, like, I, like me being victimized. Hmm. Um, victimization. Victimization. Maybe we should do that word next month. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've noticed this word becoming increasingly popular, like in the past couple of years um, yeah. on social media. And let me tell you, it's not used in the sense of that first definition. Like using the, it's a, it's a tool to silence people. It is. Essentially. What this does is this trivializes the word. Yeah. Um, and it has a real silencing effect on survivors and people with PTSD who do genuinely get triggered on a daily basis. Yeah. No, I mean, not always daily. Not always but daily, yeah, but, but frequently. Yeah. Frequently triggered. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully well, no, not. Hopefully not frequently. frequently. I that don't know. Awful. That would be awful. I want oh. them to go to more therapy if they're getting tri oh. triggered that often. Yeah. But that—that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing for a lot of people. Um, triggers are real. This is a mm. real thing. PTSD is a real, mm. a real thing. It's not a joke. It's not. You don't have PTSD from cheese. Let me tell you that. <laughs> or maybe someone does out there. I'm really sorry if anyone does. Yeah. Um. But PTSD comes from experiencing trauma. Yeah. Um, so that PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Um, Leah, you probably – you can talk about this better than I can. <laughs> well, not necessarily, mm. but um, – Mental health nurse. Yeah, but, like, not mm. – like, a not a real doctor, unlike – Not a real doctor. Not a real doctor. No. Unlike um, young Bettina, I will make that quite clear. I'm not actually a doctor, not, not a psychologist. A I'm a psychiatric nurse. Yes. But um, so post-traumatic stress is essentially you've experienced an event um, and you've not been able to move past that event and you relive it via dreams, flashbacks, um, and you, you do get triggered by sound, by sight, um, scent sometimes. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, just by seeing a particular person that will remind you of someone mm. in that, in, and you get taken back into that moment. Um, and sometimes you're not even aware of triggers. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's subconscious. Like you yeah. could smell something, and your brain remembers it, or your yeah. body, your body can remember touch and be mm. triggered by things that you're not even consciously aware of. Yeah, there's a lot of theories about why PTSD occurs and like um, EMDR is a therapy where they do tapping and visualization and things like that. I've totally oversimplified. Yeah, EMDR. it's complex. It's, it's really incredibly yeah. complex. And if you have EMDR, I really encourage you 
to find a really good clinician and yeah. talk through it. Um, but they talk about PTSD in the sense of um, unprocessed memories. Mm. Like, you know, you've got RAM or something on your computer. Yeah. Um, one, one description I really liked about this is um, how EMDR – Re refiles these files, yeah. so it's like it's like say you've got your your linen cupboard and it's got all these towels and you've just kind of thrown them in there and every time you walk past the cupboard something falls out. Yeah. So EMDR is basically taking those towels out, folding them nicely, putting them back in the cupboard, and then we can close the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah. And we can move on. We can move another on. house and set and fire to it. Live our lives. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you keep having to go back to it because it's mm. not been it's not been packed not away processed. properly. Yeah. 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 Um. So that's essentially that I think that's a really good definition of mm. what PTSD is yeah. and how it affects us. Um, well, not me specifically. I don't have PTSD. Um, so when you're saying that someone's been triggered, so essentially like when a towel would fall on the ground or something like that, that's a metaphor for if you hear a sound, like if you're a, a war vet, it's a sound, any loud, sharp sound that sounds like mm. a gun, like a door slamming or something like that. Yeah. You'll be triggered. Um, it can be ceiling fans mm. can become true that I work, one of my first jobs was working with Holocaust survivors and the, they had to change the color scheme of the bathrooms because they looked like the, um, like some of the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, cause the rooms, yeah, yeah the rooms that they'd had at Auschwitz. So it's, and like you said before, it's really difficult to know what will cause. Yeah. Cause some flashbacks. things, some some things are obvious, like perhaps there was a particular song playing mm. during a trauma or, um, I don't know, particular clothing, particular people who look similar. Mm. Or, um, But sometimes it's not obvious. Sometimes you have genuinely have no idea. You just get triggered out of nowhere and you don't mm. know mm. what caused it. And that can be really scary. 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 Yeah. yeah. So... If someone's being, I mean, there's like being triggered is a spectrum. Mm. Like, oh it's, yeah, yeah. It's it, it goes all the way from like just having severe anxiety to like a full blown panic, panic attack. attack. Yeah. Being upset or offended is not being triggered. No. Like I will find you. <laughs> stop doing this. Yeah. Please stop. Stop. We see you tagging your friends in those Facebook posts and being like hashtag triggered. And guess who's actually the one that's upset? This is another site term I like to call projection, mm. <laughs> where you're like, look how upset this woman is, when actually you're the one that's upset by yeah. a woman speaking up. Yes. It's called projection, mate, and we see you. But yeah, basically, how do you know if you're being triggered? <laughs> so I think I think it's pretty damn obvious, but let's break it down. Yeah. Um, so for example, perhaps your friend tags you in a post that reminds you of that time you pushed a door that said pull. Are you triggered? I'm, I'm gonna go with the no. 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 No, I would say no. not. No. Um what about that time the rain ruined your hair? Uh look, yes. Yes. Okay, no, 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 definitely not. No, no. no. Um, how about that one time you tried a really smelly vegan cheese? Do you have PTSD from cheese, Leah? Personally, no. 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 I'm not going to speak on behalf of other people. No. That's, that's a very possible thing. But also, like... Also, no. 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 Don't. Don't do this. No. Smelly cheese... Um, is is not... there a story there? Like that seems oddly specific. Yeah, it is. It is oddly specific. So, um, yeah, I had a I had a friend one time. I brought home a vegan cheese because I was I was trying to be vegan. I'm I am I'm a very good vegetarian, not a great vegan. Anyway, I I brought home this vegan cheese and it was really smelly. Um, and I'll admit it smelled horrible. I still remember that smell. Um, but I'm Fuck not. Fuck it, so did she. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And yeah, she said she had PTSD from this cheese. Um, now I have to say I've not had any flashbacks or panic attacks over this cheese. So I'm going to say it didn't cause any PTSD. It was just fucking smelly. Yeah. Hashtag triggered. Hashtag go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think working with people with mental health issues... Um, makes me very angry on their behalf. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I, I've seen people have panic attacks before. Mm. I've seen people be genuinely triggered. Yeah. 
It's not it's funny. It's awful. It's fucking awful. It's not funny. No. It's not a joke. It's really, like, how do we, why do I have to say this? We shouldn't have to say this. We shouldn't have to say mental health is not a fucking joke. (laughs) But you, you fucking cishet white man, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Can I just say, if anyone ever, if anyone listening, if anyone ever has the courage to tell you that they have been triggered by something, because that that is a courageous thing to do, to actually open up and say, hey, this just triggered me. Um, fucking listen to them. Yeah. Believe them. Take them seriously. And look, if you think someone's joking about it, like this is this is how you could tackle someone joking about it as well. If someone says, haha, you just triggered me. You could say, hey, oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. Like, do you, are you seeing someone? Have you got a therapist? Yeah. Like genuinely, if anyone ever says they're triggered, that's a great way to approach it either way. Like, yeah. In, no matter how they're using it, yeah. just, are you okay? Can model I, model like, the right behavior. Yeah. And don't make it about you. Yeah, don't mock them. Don't laugh at them. Yeah. That's and, fucking rude. And don't be like, oh, my God, I don't know how to help you. I don't know what I need to do. Just mm. listen to them. Listen. And keep them safe. Yeah. Ask them what they need. Don't if be a even- selfish prick. And <laughs> <laughs> if they say, hey, can I turn off this song because it's triggering me, don't say, oh, but it's my favorite song. Yeah. That's just awful. Rude. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's being a pretty shit friend, I'd have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd um I'd I'd have to agree with that. Mm. I don't think there's too much else you can say about no, that. I don't think so either. It's a lot walk Melbourne. We just both happen to be on the committee. Yeah. Um both happen to be organizers, but we're doing this yeah as our own thing separately. We're part of a really great team at Slut Walk Melbourne and it's much more than just much bigger than just the two of us. Thank God. Thank fuck I couldn't do that. Just, oh, my no, God. No. But also, like, can you imagine, can like, you imagine? the diversity? Oh, yeah. Two white cis women running this movement. Someone get me a pussy hat. Yes. <laughs> fuck off. Oh, fuck me oh. in the face. No. Um, I cannot think of anything worse. Anyway, so upcoming events. We've upcoming got Tran Prides March. Trans Pride March. Yeah, yes. on the 29th of March at State Library or Parliament? Go to their go to their Facebook page. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, check Trans Pride March mm. on Facebook or Instagram. Um, so Slut Walk Melbourne have just started a book club called yeah. Book Sluts. So if, there is a theme. If like us, you are a bit of a slut for a good book, come and join us. Um, that will be held on the first. Oh, sorry. Book slots will be held on the second Tuesday of each month. So we've got our first one coming up on, on the, the 10th. 10th of March. Yeah. And that's at um, New International Bookshop. Yes. Which is in the, the basement of Trades Hall, the old Trades Hall. Mm-hmm. On the sort of, it's on the corner of uh, Victoria and Ligon, but it's the, the Ligon Street entrance. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. Quiz? We've also got a slut quiz coming up, which is on the 1st of March, starting at 6 p.m. That's a Sunday. At Cafe Gummo at 711 High Street in Thornbury. You'll need to um, send them an email. It's cafegummo at mail.com. Mm. If you check out the Slutwalk Facebook page or Instagram, you can find the details to all these events. We, we love a good promo. Love a good promo. Mm. Thank you so much to anyone who is actually listening to this podcast. And isn't related to us. Yeah. Or feels compelled or forced or forced anyone who does not have leo or adeline sitting next to them right now forcing them to listen to this <laughs> um thank you so much also sorry really sorry no we're not sorry not sorry <laughs> <laughs> this was Fuck. loud angry and not sorry <laughs> the end that's it it's gotta go Fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>